I'm so sorry I forgot to tell you, but you're not feeling very well. And the only way to cure it is if we stay home all day and I tend to you and kiss you and cook for you. Bye. Security level, yellow. All residents safe and accounted for. Victory is safe and secure. Here you can live the life you deserve. We can all live the life... Frank has built something truly special. What he's created out here, it's, it's a different way. A better way. Victory has things money can't buy. Mm-hmm. I live next door, you wouldn't believe the things I've heard. Jack and Alice only have time for each other. What is the enemy of progress? Chaos. Yeah. Ooh. Nasty word. Chaos. The one thing they ask of us is to stay here. Where it's safe. I was here when you got here? Yeah. You sleep in the bedroom. Most of my patients have had nightmares. I have some pills I can prescribe for that. Violet, where did you meet Bill? We met on a train to Boston. Boston. You dropped your ticket, and he bent down, picked it up, gave it to you, right? Thank you for your loyalty. Not everyone gets this opportunity. What are we doing? Changing the world. What are we doing? Changing, Changing the, the world. world. They're lying about everything. Keep calm and carry on. I gave you all of this, Alice! It's all about control. Whose world is this? Alice! I know exactly who you are. You don't get to take that from me! Alice, go! I've been waiting for someone like you, someone to challenge me. Like a good girl. And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our movie review for Don't Worry Darling. This is Olivia Wilde's second feature film. Uh, before we get into all of that, though, I am joined by some guests from the Cinematic World team. First, we have from the Box Office Report show, we have Larry. Larry, hello. Hey. How you doing? Doing good? I'm all right. Same. I feel you. Um, we are also joined from the Cinematic World team and film posers back again here. Josie. Josie, hello. How are you? That was so enthusiastic, Larry. <laughs> thanks for having me back also don't worry comma darling don't worry comma darling well i don't know i never know what these 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 damn type of titles but um we are here to talk about said movie uh directed by olivia wilde and of course with all the drama this is a very 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 um interesting movie to get into and that we've all finally seen it stars florence Pugh. Uh, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Olivia Wilde, of course, is in this. Uh, we have Gemma Chan, Kiki Lane, and of course, it was written by, ooh, not Olivia Wilde, written by Katie Silberman. Okay. Shout out um, to Katie. Yes, yeah, I thought it was written by um, Olivia Wilde, but um, yep, she's no, just directing Katie, here. Katie Silberman is, like, fun fact, uh, her writing partner. They did book smart oh, together. But oh, usually okay. Katie's, oh my god, the people in the streets are the music? Um, <laughs> I don't know if you picked that up. <laughs> Bad Bunny's always playing in my street. Um, but Katie Silberman actually is, like, very well known for, um, like, judging up scripts. Like, they did that with uh, mm -hmm. Isn't It Romantic, which was that rom-com with uh, Chris Hemsworth. 
And they did that with Booksmart and now with this one. Because originally, Don't Worry Darling was a blacklist script by um, other people that came in. And, well, you know, they did everything that is now the one of the biggest Hollywood messes we've seen in a while. Oh, my God. I did not even know that. But anyway, with that being said, the movie, there's a bio for the, for the film from IMDb. We have a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company could be hiding disturbing secrets. So uh, we are just wanted to give a little bit of a context here. Uh, this is a this is a regular movie review, but we will get into spoilers towards the end. So you can stick around now, um, and then I will give a spoiler warning because, um, quite frank, I don't want to do two reviews. So we're gonna do a spoiler review because I have to talk about certain things from the movie that blow my mind. And then, uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later. We'll start off with the non-spoiler thoughts of the film. I'll start with you, Larry. What did you think about Don't Worry, Darling? Overall, I thought it was fun. I liked Don't Worry, Darling. It's not amazing. Not going to go down as like my favorite of the year by any mm-hmm. means. But uh, I will say I just feel like the general consensus going into the weekend and i guess somewhat now too less so but going into the weekend from people who had already seen it uh it seems very hyperbolic to me i don't Mm -hmm. know if you looked at the way that it was being talked about you would think this was a train wreck and i really think it's far from being a train wreck (laughs) also uh, maybe they will because they like the publicity you can go ahead and take Harry Styles' name off that Razzie Award now, too. He is not nearly bad like folks were trying to play him on Twitter. I don't know. I just People have like this weird, it seems like a weird twist against the film before it even released. But uh, regardless of all that, I thought it was good. It was pretty in line with what I was anticipating based on the trailers. Mm -hmm. The twist goes in a slightly different direction than I thought it was, though pretty similar to what I thought it was. I don't know. (laughs) All wrapped into one. I think I'm in the same book. Same, same, same boat. I mean, as you were regarding that. Flo, Miss Flo uh, is amazing as per usual. Mm. Does anyone play like a girlfriend who's being gaslighted as well as Florence (laughs) Pugh? That's like her speciality and no one can touch her at this point when it comes to the gaslighted girlfriend. Uh, I thought Harry was fine. I thought Gemma Chan was wonderful. Chris Pine, uh, always. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. He kills it. And I like seeing him in like more of a villain role. And I thought Olivia Wilde, actually, I thought was pretty good in a small role in this film, too. I, I actually liked well. her her character and her performance. But I also liked her direction. I thought she did some really interesting things behind the camera and the direction. A lot of the, like, visual clues and the visual... Um, what is the word I'm trying to say? Symbolism. Like mm-hmm. visual symbolism going down was really well done. So the main part is the structure, uh, which I think comes down more to the script. I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest issue of the film. Uh, it, it takes too long in the second act on focuses on stuff that it doesn't really need to focus on, especially not for as long. Like we start repeating things too much in that second act where it's like, okay, Uh, We need to move past this gaslight moment. And then that leads to the third act. We don't really get a a great conclusion to the Mm -hmm. story being told. Like, I wish we would have spent more any time, really, after the reveal of the twist. But we don't. Yeah, it just doesn't have an ending. (laughs) Yeah. Cut out part of that middle, the second act. We didn't need as much of the gaslight. Yeah. And added that time to the end of the film. I think this could have been actually really good. I was going to say that. I I, I was like, I felt like, I I was like, I, I think I hated the last shot. I wanted like more. I get it. But like, I wanted more from that. And, um. Yeah, like when the movie when so for me like when the movie was starting, um, when the movie was starting and it's like fifteen 
15, 20, maybe 25 minutes in. Like I was like really into it, but there is a moment where like the the tension and the uh the tension and the like the the momentum that it had starting out, it was kind of losing it. I think it's I think it was like when they get to like when they get to some party and it's like a it's like Chris Pine screaming and I'm like, all right, I'm over this. Can we get out of here, please? Um, I like think it was Harry like Styles little dance. Yeah, it was I think it was that shit. I was like, can we get out can we get up out of here, please? Um and then like the finale is when I was having the most fun. Um, when everything starts to tie together and you start to get what's going on, that was when I was having the most fun. And this movie, it kind of felt like it's it, it's it's kind of what I I wish I was watching this with a bunch of friends because I feel like it's a very good kind of movie to watch with like a crowd, not an annoying crowd. Like I heard Josie. I heard your screening was kind of suspect and like not no, not like that. I wish they had been rowdy. I was like, I'm sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, I early, at least there will be some excitement, but no, they were so quiet. And then yeah, when they walked out, like, like the girl next to me was like, that was hilarious. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Like, like I remember the first time when um when I saw Get Out with the crowd. When I saw like even movies like Us with the crowd, oh, I'm gonna go oh way gosh, back. Was the crowd um, was great. It was crazy, right? And then I'm gonna go way, way, way back. Uh, you know that you know obsessed with Beyonce. That with a crowd is like hilarious. It's the best. It's the, it's like it is the best, especially like when it's the kind of like the ending. It can when it's like you know women getting redemption on something. It's like that. It's a crowd pleaser. So I wish like my theater wasn't so damn dry. But me and my little corner, like, I was still having a lot of fun, you know, towards the third act. But, I mean, the third act is kind of messy. But, like, I would agree with Larry. Like, I had a lot of fun with the movie, and I was kind of dreading going into it. All the drama, all the gossip, all the, like, the articles and stories, I was like, dude. And then, and then of course, you know, um, the responses for the movies, people were like, this is the most vile, blah, 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 you know, like, and I'm like, what? I mean, y'all didn't have this much, this much, like, animosity for, like, Annabelle, just saying, anyway, uh, but, like, I was just like, this, I was like, this is fine, there's nothing wrong with this, this is fun, and stuff, and uh, I had a good time, the movie right now on Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at, like, 36, I think this is a solid, like, 60 55 60 like it's fun it's a it's it's for an audience um and i think i'm one i'm definitely one of that audience member who this movie was made for i had a lot of fun with the movie um and that's usually what i say for like marvel films where they're like kind of annoying but like oh yeah it was fun but this one like it was probably one of my favorite like theater experiences i love the score too and the soundtrack and i think larry mentioned the uh the directing from Olivia Wilde, I thought that was also really good. You know, I enjoy her from Booksmart was one of my favorite films of that year. Uh, so I, I'm a fan of her directing, but I noticed that she has like a trend with her movies. Um, the licensed music every like two minutes that happens here too, but it's like all music from the fifties. Uh, so it's not as jarring as it was in like Booksmart, but it does happen here too. But I'm glad that most of it was like the score uh, because the score is, I think, is really good. But um, let's go to you, Josie. What were your thoughts on the film? I agree on the music. Um, but okay, my general thoughts on "Don't Worry, Darling" is that I liked <laughs> it as well. I gave it a three point five. Um, it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. Dang. Harry Styles is not bad. He's not great, but I mean, he's not bad. He carries his own and what he's yeah. meant to do and what he's supposed to do. Because I mean, his character is a very mediocre man, so I think he played it well. <laughs> Um, and no, that's not shame, but it's true. It's a mediocre man. It's a very insecure man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we can get into it later. But um, I wish we had gotten more of Gemma Chan, and I hate that not enough people are talking about her because she had that little monologue, and I'm like, okay, Miss Mia Goth, let's go. <laughs> I thought she was really well. I'm very underutilized, especially yeah. after that moment. And with the end, I also thought there was so much potential for her, and then again, just squandered because there is no ending, and that's my main critique. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Florence P was great, of course. But back to that main critique. Um, it's too long. It doesn't need to be two hours. We spend so much time on things that are unimportant. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with the dancing sequence with Harry Styles, I liked it because it showed that he was basically a puppet of the system. But I think we could have spent like less time on that. Like you got the point across. 
So it's just that. It's just spending time on so many unimportant matters, so much repetition. There is just so many shots of coffee and toast and eggs and <laughs> bacon that we need. Like, we get and, it. And the roast. The roast, too. Like- yeah, like, we sh- we see her decline in her mental state through the food. But, like, we get it. You establish that. It's fine. There's a rule of threes for a reason. Mm. And you did all of that, and then you just squander your ending. There is no ending. And at the end, I was so hype. And then you just, again, you just finish it there. And I'm like, wait, no. <laughs> what about all these loose ends you just left me yeah. with? When the credit hit, I was like, oh, okay. You know. Yeah, and I think it's not really the runtime that's the problem. Yeah. I just think it's how it's allocated. Like yeah. I, like what Josie was just saying. Yeah. If through that middle portion we had cut down, because uh, I also found it to start becoming repetitive, and that was my like, okay, let's move along in the progression of the story. If we just cut that down and filled the time with an end, <laughs> like there was more, you could fill this story out with more at the back end, and they chose to put that in the middle portion, and it, eh. Yeah, and there's just so much that's left unexplained. Like, there mm-hmm. is, to me, there is no true antagonist. It relies too much on the um, character versus society narrative. And the problem is that you still need to give society a face. And they do mm-hmm. through Chris Pine's uh, Frank. But mm-hmm. then they, like, jump from Frank to Harry Styles to another character that I will not reveal until the spoiler section and it's like there are so many people that could have been that antagonistic force, could have been that face to the madness, and yet it's so underdeveloped. And a lot of people were saying Florence Pugh's character was a little bit weak because she didn't have any clear motivation other than trying to get out. But it's it's mostly because there isn't actually anything for her to fight against. And then when she's given that motivation, when she's given that face... He's just so weak because we don't know. We don't know why he's doing it. We don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. I guess a good point as far as like why we never really get a why. We just get we get we get a, we get a little yeah. bit of a backstory, but we never get like a reason. Yeah, we and get I, Harry yeah. like um what was his name again? Jackson. We get Jack's Jackson. backstory, but even then, it's not that well explained. Yeah, yeah, as to why we like we get an inkling of why he's doing it, but not like what is the purpose of the Victory Project? Why are why is this your solution? What is he offering you? How does yeah. this? solve everything because i mean you're in the situation it's like how are you making money but we'll get into that later that's those thumbs is spoilers but I, I just started, i just sat there after the movie like wait what i did sit i did sit there after the after the movie for like 10 extra minutes kind of collecting my thoughts my main thought was that i did have a good time with the movie it's it's one of those films it's where some time it's gorgeous yeah. To look at. yeah yeah agreed agreed it's one of those films too where it's just like I think I I think I chalk it up to like this year's Uncharted. I don't think Uncharted is a good film, but I had a good time watching it. And that's coming from someone who like is obsessed with the games. And I knew going into it that it just was not going to be any anywhere near the game. So I kind of accepted that. And I left the the, the movie kind of like okay, that was fun. That was I had a good time, and that's kind of how I felt with this. Like it's obviously it's not like because going into the movie, the way everyone was talking, my like, damn, it's about to be one of the worst of the year. But it, it's not. There's gonna be people with that have it on their list, obviously. But I mean, more power to you. It's 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 not like a worst. It's not like a horrible horrible movie. Like it's not. There's something. I think uh, I think well, I forget which one which one of you were were saying it, but there there is like something really good here, like in the bones of the film. It's like a really really good movie. I think if you just like clean some stuff up a little bit, like re- regarding the ending and the middle sections and a more clearer path and and destination than just okay, it's over. You know, I I think this this like probably would have made my some of my favorite you know my one of, to be one of my favorite movies of the year but you know there's just too many too many things that kind of weigh it down to it just being okay this this was this was pretty fun so uh yeah there was i i I'm, i was hoping to have as because i was enjoying it while watching it but i was hoping for a little bit more um let's get some um final thoughts before 
Uh, we go into spoilers. Let's do our final non-spoilery thoughts for the movie. I'll go to you, Larry. Yeah, it sounds like we're all pretty similar in a general sense. Had fun. Rated it mm-hmm. 3.5 on, on That's literally my rating. Yep, three and a half. Ooh, yes. <laughs> um, great performance in the lead from Florence Pugh once again. And honestly, I know she, not Florence, but well, kind of Florence by proxy. Mm-hmm. But Olivia Wilde has been, you know, under mega scrutiny recently. Uh, pretty much all through this press tour, even before the drama with Shia LaBeouf and Florence Pugh started coming out. Um, but it's it's a shame because I think this film just cemented for me that she does have a, you know, she is a somebody's vision worth seeing after Booksmart and now after Don't Worry Darling. Mm-hmm. I think she has a knack as a director and I think she is a, a talented director from what I've gotten to see so far. Uh, so this just kind of like solidified that for me watching it. And I had fun. If you like, you know, just a, a fun mystery a little thriller that kind of keeps you keeps you going i think it leaves nuggets even throughout you know i kind of over talked maybe how the the middle portion is just repetitious and you want to move on with it because even throughout that they they give you those nuggets and that fun little stuff to keep you attached and lingered on i do wonder how the end is going to play for audiences if Mm -hmm. if folks are going to like it that it is kind of an abrupt just oh (laughs) fade to black and you know we hear a little extra to know what happens kind of but um otherwise i think i think it's a good time and i would say at least if if you're interested by those trailers i think it follows up on the promise that the marketing gives you that is the kind of movie you're gonna get and i think you'll probably have a pretty good time with it if you are interested in the trailers yeah um yeah, I agree. Let's go to you. Uh, let's go to you, Josie. Any final non-spoiler thoughts on the film? Yeah, don't worry, darling. It's just surprisingly fun with very lush visuals, and of course, Florence Pugh carries this on her back. And I personally believe the allegations that she had to direct part of the film because Olivia Wilde mm-hmm. disappeared often. I actually, I, I believe it. <laughs> So I, I I I want her yeah no so I'm gonna give her credit too <laughs> co-director Florence Pugh in the house. <laughs> um, oh, the tea just keeps getting hotter each and every day. Yeah, She's coming know. out here talking about screaming matches. But there's an article I saw that today. That. I was like, like, that's the thing. It's that there's a TikTok that came out a while ago about someone mm. that alleges to have been a set PA. And everything they said in that TikTok months ago has been coming true. And one of the things that they said was that Florence Pugh often, like the reason she would get mad with Olivia Wilde and why they're so upset with each other is because Olivia would disappear and Florence Pugh was left to direct herself and others. And that article came out today. I'm like, ooh, the TikTok prophecy. (laughs) It's see, real. Now I want to see. Now I want to see Florence direct her own right? movie. Let's get Flo in the damn chair. <laughs> um, yeah, because the movie without her, this could have been a disaster. Like, yeah, no, her, it doesn't work without her. A hundred percent. And like, I know um, there are people who are like, "Oh, Harry, Harry Styles is good." I mean, Harry Styles was fine, but. I mean, that's the thing. He's not it, bad. He's not great, yeah. but he 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 does what he's supposed to do. Yeah, right. I was gonna say. Well, there, I mean, I don't know what people wanted. Uh, this is like his role is not an Oscar worthy role. Yeah, uh, you know, it's no, not like not this big thing. And what, I I don't know. I think people people with the, especially with how people pronounce things. I don't know. People go ham on Twitter. They love to drag somebody over how they pronounce words or, mm-hmm. you know, their diction. So, uh, I don't know. I think y'all gave Harry Styles a little bit too much grief is, over his performance here. He is not bad, y'all. Is, is this his second film, right? With, uh, yes. Okay, so for someone who's, if this is his second movie, I mean, he's fine. You know? Like, I don't, I don't know, know what people... which one they... Um, filmed first, but like an order. My policeman. Of, yeah, in order of premieres. Then this is his second. Yeah, because I don't I believe mean, he did anything after Dunkirk other than this. Oh yeah. wait, uh, Eternals. But I mean, well, that's a freaking canon. Yeah, that doesn't a... count. 
I think I do think I do love I do I listen I will say because I've watched Eternals a few times since last year and his post credit scene <laughs> like it hits it hits for me yeah like I really like him as Star Fox like, I, I don't, don't know what think it is he's a bad actor I think yeah. I uh, I stand by what I said yesterday I do think the people are hating on this first board. Agre- like agree, if, it gets you the, if it gets you the clicks, if it gets you the attention, then I can see why. We've but seen much worse. Yeah, act, like singer to yeah, actor. I remember someone much said worse. he went to the to- uh, what's his name, Weezu uh, Weezu School of Acting. Oh my god! Yeah, come on, <laughs> Tommy Weezu. Tommy Weezu. Yeah, no. Yeah, please. he is not. It, it, it does feel like he, this he is himself. It, it does feel like this is the movie. That people want to run with, with like, oh yeah, you see all this controversy led to. That's what they want the narrative to be like. It's a, it's like one of the worst movies you're gonna see this year. But listen, I have a list of worst movies, and this doesn't even, just doesn't come close at all. So, uh, I mean, I hate I, to be that person, but watch more movies. If, uh, yeah, I if mean, that's yeah. what you're thinking. I mean, I guess I. Well, Dwayne always makes fun of like me and Alex. <laughs> specifically because i watch everything and i've seen some horrible mess this year that Mm. don't worry darling is nowhere near my bottom 10 of the year (laughs) no no it's yeah i mean yeah i only only thing else i would recommend is to watch i would recommend watching it in dolby because uh, i like that score a lot all right, everyone, we're going to get into our spoiler section of the review. If you haven't seen the movie, I definitely recommend it. Make make a decision of your own of if you like it or not. Go see it. Uh, have a good time. Make sure it's like in the morning or something so that you don't get trapped with like the Harry Styles crazies. So, yeah, but I definitely recommend it. But if you haven't seen it, uh, come back later after you've watched it. You know, we're going to go into spoilers Spoiler warning here in five, four, three, two, one. Um, okay, so this was the main thing that I thought, not even going into like the ending twist, but my main takeaway from this, and I hope it doesn't like come off in the wrong way, because like when I was thinking about it, I was like, how can you say this out loud without having it seem like a weird statement? But I think... Olivia Wilde was going for Jordan Peele in this movie a lot. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of, like, Jordan Peele-isms in this. And it's like, I know it's like... Sorry, so there's one scene where she's, like, vacuuming in the living room. And there's, like, that very popular image of those black and white skeletons dancing in a circle. And I'm like, ooh, she trying to leave us little Easter eggs. She pulled yeah, a little Jordan Peele. Yeah, it's very, like, even all the thing, all the little Easter eggs of the twist in the movie, I was like, this is, this feels very Jordan Peele. Um, and I know this is Olivia Wilde's second movie, so maybe like I mean I I mean she said it before with Booksmart. She was she was comparing Booksmart to a movie. I forget what it was, but she was comparing it to a film that had already come out. That you know it was I forget which was it Super Bad or was it Super Bad? Yeah. So I would not be surprised if later on she's coming out like yeah you know I was inspired by. Jordan Peele's Us or something like that and I really wanted to to I don't know something because listen there's these group of men in the movie that every time they came on screen I was like that is like great value tethered people I was howling every time they came on screen they're in these red jumpsuits and I was like this is the tethered this is like this what is happening here so but I I laughed so hard when they were like, there's a scene when they're climbing up a hill and I just, I died. Like, I was like, this is so silly. But I, that's all I could think about the entire movie. I was like, this feels very Jordan Peele-esque from the imagery to when, uh, to when Florence Pugh's character, what's her name? Uh, when she's like dreaming or whatever. Alice. Yeah, like there's like so much imagery where I'm like, it just felt like a Jordan Peele. Yeah, I can't remember the comps. I know she referenced The Truman Show and Inception, and there was a third one I can't think of right now. Yeah, that's what, yeah, Truman Show, I would agree. But um, yeah, that was like one of my main takeaways, but I didn't want to give that out on, this, on the non spoiler section. 
Um, okay, so going into this ending. So going into the movie, I when you look at the trailers and everything, and I kept seeing the whole changing the world, I was like, okay, so the twist is that uh, they took some people out of the real world and they put them in this secluded area and i was like okay this is this is like antebellum because the antebellum twist if you haven't seen it i don't recommend but George, you have you seen that movie antebellum i know larry has because like no i avoided it because everybody was like don't watch it i'm like i trust you (laughs) it's not good do you do you you care if i just like nah i'm never gonna watch it (laughs) so the, the twist was like it was supposed to mimic like the the trailers were like acting as if this was like a time travel movie that were in two different uh different like time zones to like we're in the slavery mm-hmm. times and we're in the real world but what it really was was that these group of racist people they took a bunch of black people and put them in like this right th- yeah this like slavery camp or whatever it's the stupidest thing so that's yeah. what i thought this was going to be because I remember in Antebellum, um, what's her face? Oh, what's their face? I forgot. I forgot their name. Um, but they were looking up at the sky, and it was like an actual plane, like a real plane, and yeah. that was like the big oh, you're in the real. It was stupid. So I thought, okay, so they brought these these women here, and they kind of like put them in a trance, and they're just like going through the motions, and this is supposed. And then Alice is like breaking out of the trance or whatever. But the twist reveal was that it was a simulation. And I was like, yeah, I, I was I was kind of befuddled. I was like, a simulation in 2022. Like, I was like, how do I feel? But when they were doing the backstory, I actually really liked that section of it. Like when you saw her as a doctor, back, yeah, the backstory was stuff. good. I also liked how we saw like Carrie B again, this very <laughs> insecure incel. Yeah, I liked that. I was like, this is an interesting thing. So then when it they were layers, doing that, that's texture, <laughs> right? So then when they were doing that, I was like, okay, so he brought her to the thing, but then they started showing her in a bed, and I said, what the fuck? And that was the big. That was the big hoopla and then florence had to get out of that that trance or whatever so that was the big reveal i thought it was a good reveal but i was just like simulation of 2022 it feels like very dated but i was like okay you know i was down for the ride um larry your thoughts on any of that like the ending and stuff like that like now that we're in spoilers yeah so i mean i still feel uh, it's like (laughs) it's like it's stepford wives meets antebellum meets mm. ready player one uh, <laughs> and the last one just feels so weird to throw in but with the whole simulation because those other two films you know they stay in the real world like you don't mm. go anywhere else even in stepford wives you're being like controlled um and that's really what i thought this was going to be like Dwayne, i thought they were taken they were like brainwashed and taken somewhere to this you know little land and it was just flashbacks to their other life (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so i did not quite see the simulation part coming through uh so i also was like oh but i too liked it i just wish we had one gotten after she woke up again uh because you just hear her you hear her breathing, breathe, yeah. And kind of yeah. like, you know, gasp for air mm-hmm. while they're showing the black and the like, don't worry, darling, and credits. Um, I I wanted consequence. You know, like I wanted the story to continue from that point. Like, who are these people in real life? How, mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what's going to happen? Can we take down, you know, this little victory incel hotline online? Like, <laughs> you know, there's so much to be done. Um one aspect I really do wish we had gotten more was Gemma Chan's character because I said hers was actually one of the most shocking moments because they set her character up to be more like Olivia Wilde's character turns out to be. They set it up and I really thought she was one of those women who also wants to go back to the 1950s and thinks that, you know, Mm -hmm. that's her place and blah, blah, blah. But then she wakes up basically at the end of the film and kills Chris Pine. (laughs) And it's like it's my turn. Uh, I was, so I, I was, just, I was, I was like, I, I think that was that was like the biggest shock to me because I thought she was in on it. Like I thought she yeah. was a pair with her husband, um, 
And it turns out Olivia Wilde was the one who was there. And I kind of suspected her too of being that. And her character was interesting, but we, we could have gotten more like this woman who comes in here by her own choice. But and I really, liked, she only does it to like have her kids Her back. kids. I liked that scene a lot. And I was like, yeah, I, I wanted more of that. And she was because I, I, I felt like it would have been kind of like, really? She was like, oh, yeah, we did this together. I'm here, too. I like the fact that she was like, it was like a WandaVision kind of thing. You know, like I can have my kids here. Um, and then Florence, in like, turn, no, she's still hurting women. Yeah, she knows, and she's been like gaslighting them all. Like whenever they step up, she goes and rats them out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like she still is doing horrible trash, um, and that's what made her character so interesting. If only we had had more time. But apparently, Olivia Wilde was never on set to direct. So when was she on set to even film her scenes? I don't know. Um, but yeah, and that's part of the problem. Is I think we we introduce these nuggets for that character, for Jimmy Chan's character, for the outside world for chris pine's character even what how did he do this (laughs) what's going what where are these people nobody knows um we have to get out of here and they just take all of that and that's in like the last 10 minutes of the movie like they sprint Mm -hmm. they just like i don't know where you are blasting to the finish line and all of these really interesting things pop up in that final dash to the end and that's where I was left like, ah, oh, okay, no, we needed, we needed a little bit more <laughs> with all of these ideas yeah. that brought up. No, and like, for example, if a plane was the catalyst to start yeah, her journey true. towards like, what the heck is going on here? If it's mm. a simulation, why is there a plane flying over? Yeah. I would, I would understand if it were like the real world, because then you see that's like- That's what I thought it was. There was It looked like there was like a forest field or something. There was like some jujury in the air. So I was like, <laughs> okay, so they're being like hidden from the rest of the world. That's what I, then then when I saw that, I was like, okay, so it's like a dome. And yeah, because like I thought of, it was going to be that. I remember yeah. I tweeted that a while ago. Because I thought, like, is this like an, a social experiment where men are mm-hmm. trying to, like, WandaVision like, again. yeah, where men are yeah. trying to make these women believe that they're in the 1950s to go back to a time where women had to serve their husbands, etc. And it kind of went towards that end, which is why the twist didn't bother me that much because I was mm-hmm. already kind of like in that mentality. Mm-hmm. And I guess I personally was relieved that I wasn't entirely spot on because I was still surprised. So I like that aspect. But then you think about it, it's like, why is a plane flying over if it's a simulation? Like, wouldn't it, wouldn't that be controlled? What, what is her subconscious doing to trigger that, et cetera? Because like, we, I don't know, we don't hear a plane in real life. I don't know. <laughs> so like, there are so many loose ends. And I, with the Gemma Chan twist, I was so hype. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> oh my gosh, she's a real mastermind behind this. We're going to find out everything. We're going to have like a boss battle between Gemma Chan and Florence Pugh. I'll have the dinner table, but like a little bit deeper. We're going to find out everything, etc. And we don't. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, they just, that, squandered. That felt kind of, that felt like, like such a, uh, we don't know what to do, how to wrap up Frank. Ah, uh, let's have Gemma Chan fucking stab him. I guess I was like, because I thought I thought the end thing was like you know kind of being a confrontation between Frank and Alice, but it you know it wasn't. I also like the idea of like because I thought it was a really haunting scene every morning where the women would kind of like lead their men off into like work. Yeah. You know, like the way they kind of shot that whole thing where all the cars were like leave in unison and stuff. I like the idea that at the end you realize that you realize that the, you know, when they were leaving, they were kind of just going back into the real world and they were leaving the women um, inside like all the time. They were leaving them in that kind of reality thing. And uh, there was like a last minute information too from. Olivia Wilde's character when she was like, oh, uh, if the men die in here, they're dying in the real world. And I was like, is that everybody? I was I was confused at, at that part. And I also wanted to understand more about um, the only like POC in the movie, quite frank. Uh, you know, I wanted to know more more about I think her name was Margaret. Yeah, Margaret. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Do women die too? I mean, she slit her damn throat. 
Yeah, yeah that's why I was like, I was, but I was they confused. they made it seem like only men die when they die? I, I think it was, I, I'm just going to, I don't think they explained it well, so I'm just going to interpret it as they prioritize a male's death more because the men are the one that can put and take out the women from this virtual simulation. Mm-hmm. So by Jack dying, um, if she wakes up, there's nobody there to like put her back in or like keep her in place. So that's why yeah. the ish- Bunny was like, hey, you have to get back to your body because they know where you are and they will kill you. <laughs> yeah, it was... uh. <laughs> exactly I mean, it's just messy it's just um i don't know why i'm laughing another pass <laughs> <laughs> no it definitely did and again i think it's so close like if we had really kind of fleshed out this in that third act i think we could have been it's, onto something a little more listen special. this movie is a beautiful sandcastle but it crumbles so easily <laughs> well yeah that's why it's like it's like jenga or something you know where it's yeah. like there's some that's why i, I, I kept saying that coming out of it like they solved those rumbles well enough. Yeah. Like if it's a simulation, if you feel that, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she has planes. She lives by the airport. We don't know. Um, but apparently, something flies over her head all the time because she was feeling the rumbles and the thing. But they, yeah. but to see a plane, they could have solved it. I don't know if she could see a window or something, and maybe that's it. They live by a thing, and she kind of saw it in real life, and it transported. You know what I mean? Like you kind yeah, of yeah, can yeah. transplant. But she wasn't. She was in like a dark room, literally a net, like the sheet (laughs) wrapped around their bed. Uh, (laughs) He has to get up and like put her damn like vital tubes back in and replenish her. (laughs) Also, that's why they kept coming out to like replenish the body. To go make money, I guess. So they're like, you still got to go get a real job in like actual life so you can live and you have to make because they have that contract. One of the most sinister things like in his questionnaire though was like if he had a previous relationship to his chosen wife. So they're just like kidnapping women off the street. Like these little incels yeah. are like, "Ooh, I have a crush oh, on this woman. Yeah. And she don't care about me because um, she's my yeah, chosen that's wife." Why, we'll that's why I found her. that section so interesting because again, it added a layer, it added context, it gave it like, it made it a multi-dimensional story instead of what we were getting. So, and it was creepy. That's why, like earlier, I was saying um, to you guys, I wish it had been rated R because, in theory. It's such a sinister and terrifying story. If they had played into those darker aspects and really succumbed to that, oh, child, you would have had a good horror film. George, I think the movie is rated R, though. Hold on. Is it? Yeah, I think it is. (laughs) It's rated (laughs) So they just just didn't do it. (laughs) Yeah, the movie's rated R. Yeah. We get to see Harry Styles just pleasuring his woman. That's what I'm saying. Both with hands and with mouth. Uh, I mean, he mm. took his dinner on the table. <laughs> I was kind of annoyed, like, yo, don't don't throw that shit on the floor, man. I know. Save I was like, shit. girl, you. She was purposefully doing it at some uh, point. Just like, wait, that's that not fair. Girl. It's rated R because of strong language, the yeah. suicide scene, and the sex scenes. Yeah, he was munching on. Oh, let me not. Anyway, um, okay. so what keeps not. it from what keeps it from like antebellum territory for me though? Because it, yeah, when you think about it, it could fall there to where it becomes problematic, and you're like, what the hell? Like nobody wants this. Is yeah. one, it is a simulation. So I do think that that while it, I mean, obviously it's still terrible. Like these women are literally hooked up against their will and mm-hmm. forced to live in a virtual reality where they're submissive. Like, Man, wait, wait, wait. I just realized, what? Because <laughs> in WandaVision, in episode two, um, her reality is kind of distorted when we get a plane or something. Mm-hmm. So what the heck? Why are you copying? Yo, <laughs> um, that's I, what I'm saying. A lot of this, the whole plane going into a force field, I mean, yeah. literally is out of WandaVision. And they're both red. They're both Stop. Y'all not, yeah. set, y'all not about to set her up like this. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> even, uh, no, I'm calling though, it out. <laughs> even, nah, hold on. even though I called it out for I was like, listen, this is very yeah. good. Wait, the, what? The tethered. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, yeah, I'm like a, talking about separate wives. This is really like us meets WandaVision. Yep. Um, <laughs> and the Truman Show. I will stand by that because I remember yeah. watching the trailer and I had just seen the Truman Show for the first time. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. I put I put them beside each other. I was like, hmm, these so, pictures are the same. So back to the story of the of the movie real quick. I thought it was a really good kind of parallel 
at the fact that in this made up world, they are rich. They have this beautiful home, beautiful neighborhood. Yeah, uh, you know the uh, the husband is like, I mean, look at him. He's amazing, and he goes into work every day. And you know, it's the I really like the fact that when they were doing when they the first thing they did when they started off the back the backstory was it was like her coming up with ways on like how they can make money and she's like i can pick up extra shifts and stuff i thought that was like really a really nice parallel and you look at harry styles they tried their best to make him look the most like unattractive that he's ever been like they tried <laughs> they were like we're gonna cover you in this all this hair and you're gonna have all this facial hair and look gross and stuff and i like the fact that also too an interesting thing about it because when they were doing the questionnaire or whatever he so his character Harry Styles is Jack. He's supposed to be like an American man. So he chose. Yeah. It was he chose like to be Brit. Yeah, and I'm like, man, listen, this don't sound like a bad idea. I don't know, man. No, I could be Idris Elba. I mean, see, that's why I like this better than something like Antebellum because it really does highlight the incels. They want this life. They want this glamour. They want the riches, but they don't put in the work. It's a fantasy. They they refuse to actually do anything to get the life that they want. <laughs> Meanwhile, his woman is out here making money, doing what she got to do while he's chilling at home, not even going to make dinner, talking about, oh, oh I didn't know what want. Can we just talk about that interaction? I really liked it. I thought that was one of the best scenes of the film because there it was one of the first times where which it makes sense because everything else is a fantasy and it's kind of fake. But that was the yeah. first time that their interaction felt genuine. Just yeah. their little banter, like, why didn't yeah. you make food? Oh, I, I I couldn't reach you. You were in the like I couldn't get through your phone. You weren't answering my text and I didn't know what you wanted, so I didn't make anything. And I'm like, that that was actually like a really good uh, back-to-back between them. I liked it. I'm doing surgery. You think I'm looking like I can't have the phone in here, dumbass. I switched 12 people today. What did you do? You <laughs> freaking you and, it was, and it was the parallel, the fact that when he says, why did you do this? He wants to be in that fantasy where that's what happens in that fantasy. They're told and they and they do. And I just, I just thought all of that was very, very interesting. That's why when I say, like, there's, like, like down to the bare bones of the movie, there is a good movie there, and it's, but it's just, it wasn't cohesive, and it's, like, wrapping up everything and stuff. Because, like, I wanted to see more of, like, their real world a little bit, uh, especially yeah. the ending. I feel like if you had, like, another, like... Or if you just pace the movie out differently, you have like another extra fifteen minutes at the end of her trying to like figure shit out and bust down this corporation. I feel like that would have been. Yeah, I like, thought Gemma Chan was gonna pop up in real life and be like, "Hello, Clarice." Could you imagine Alice. she opens her eyes and she's standing above her? Ooh, Gemma that would be great. I'm telling you, I'm I, that she was the most perplexing part in that final yeah. act because I was like, bitch, what? That would have been cool if, like, if like Gemma Chan, if Gemma Chan's like the one who wakes her up or something, and Gemma Chan looks all like normal, I guess, like how she looked at the beginning of Eternals when they were in like when she was like a teacher, you know, when she's good in this. Look, I can't lie though. What I mean, Gemma was looking good. Flo was looking good. Flo, Florence P. I don't know. Listen, Look, I'm like, okay, like I know this is supposed to be fantasy land, but in this <laughs> fantasy, y'all do look good. I can't. Yeah, they really, know, they really knew how to dress her in this film. She looked gorgeous yeah. in every single scene. Yeah, yeah. I thought, um, yeah. So I don't know. It's definitely a movie. My, my mother asked me today. She's like, oh, do you think I should see it or should I wait for you to buy it? Cause that's that's what happens. My mom doesn't want to go see a movie. She just waits for me to get it on Blu-ray, and then she and then we both watch it. So I was like, you know, uh, I, uh, my mom is like, I was like, I don't know. I think you should. I think you can wait. But if you're like eager to see something interesting, go see it. But it's definitely a movie that I'm probably gonna buy. I had a I had a I had a good time with it. So, like at the end of the day, besides all the like. All the cre all the all the like you know craziness that happens and the messiness that happens. I still had a, a fun time, and That's by the end, if you want the physical media, yeah, yeah. By the by the end of it, I was just like, 
yeah, you know, I I had a good time. So I don't know. the messiness has its own little charm too. Like uh, as an evaluation, the tether. Like, that's what I'm saying. I was this howling. Is, this is a bit much, but yeah, even the messiness in the third act. Look, I, I I'm vibing with the foolery. <laughs> I can vibe with with the mess. For I was like, yeah, the little the little the little Avengers like thing at the end when she's no, fighting I did everybody. When they were crawling that hill, though. You're right. I mean, them crawling <laughs> when she looks over the ledge and these men in these ass red jumpers are climbing this down. Look, I was screaming in the like, not really, but in my head, I was screaming. <laughs> Kill them all. Kill them all. Each and everyone. Look, Flo, I know you got to get out of here, but kill them all on your way out. Oh, if that doctor hadn't have died, I would have been Man, mad. I'm here like, again, this film felt like PG-13. What the heck? You yeah, I, more that's violent. what... You know what's funny about that? The reason why I knew right off the bat, because I checked during the movie, I was like, I'm not seeing a lot of, like, gore or anything like that. For this, to, There's not a lot of swearing. I was like... I checked and it was like R. I said, okay, maybe it was the, maybe it was the the munch scene. They saw a woman getting eaten out on a table. That was it. This is despicable (laughs) R. I was like, maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's that or something. But even like the, even the second part when he was when he was like you know putting his hands down there, I was like, this is tame this is fine you know but see i mean that's the one thing with me and flo every now and then i was like girl how you just gonna see chris pine walk in and like watch you and you just kind of look slightly off but yeah don't no, they don't explain that either and like, like me okay. trying to find logic i'm like oh since they're being conditioned she like can't do anything to hurt him or anything she can't do mm-hmm. anything about it she just has to stay quiet because that's their number one rule discretion is like the number one rule and um yeah victory so i thought that but again that's giving too much credit to the film i <laughs> also too like i wanted maybe to she's get an exhibitionist i don't know maybe look maybe i read too far maybe she likes <laughs> maybe. it maybe she was that's what i got out of it. i'm gonna be honest that's what i was, I was like okay well, she's into it she like somebody <laughs> why i don't know i thought i was like okay cool whatever um <laughs> i wanted to i wanted um last thing for me i wanted more like an of a better understanding of like they kept talking about like tomorrow is the new or like we're changing the world and stuff and i'm like are you though i feel like this is like the same group and stuff like that so like what girl he was changing the world back to the world he wanted that's what he was like yeah i just wanted more he, I think he was I done with women running the world mm-hmm. listen mm. i had a good time gamers, this is you just like when you watch <laughs> she hulk this week go ahead and watch this understand that they're talking about you and all your little white incel boyfriends on YouTube, okay? Larry, why are you talking oh, about oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, I think that is it for our review of Don't Worry Darling. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I'll go around, get everyone's social medias. I'll start with you, Larry. Let them know where they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me at ChiliBoyYT on Twitter and Chili Boy Productions over on YouTube and Instagram. All right, and Josie. You can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd. You can also find uh, my latest reviews, articles, etc. over on my link tree on my Twitter. All right, everyone, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinema... Oh, man. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. You can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. And that is it, everyone. That is our review. We'll talk to you guys soon. My name is Dwayne. That was Josie and Larry. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.